0: Welcome in. This is episode number two of Dog Tracks. We are tracking the Running Bulldogs. I'm Phil Constantino and glad to welcome our guest for this episode, who is the head coach of the women's lacrosse team, the winningest coached in Gardner Webb lacrosse history, just completed her fourth season at the helm. Her name is Jesse Agulia. Welcome, Jesse.
1: Thanks, Philip.
0: Best season in program history, 10-9 and nine record. You reached the conference semifinals. So I guess things are going pretty well, right?
1: Yes. Had a wonderful year. It was great. Had a lot of success, a lot of program bests, a lot of records broken. So it was really exciting to watch them and the hard work that they've been putting in pay off.
0: So an over 500 season, this is a fairly new program. You've been here for a lot of it. You were here as an assistant for two years, then took over as the head coach. Um, but let's go back to 2020. 2020 was a year in which you were over 500 covid unfortunately cuts the season season is ended you're over 500 building seems to go in the right direction what are you thinking when it all gets shut down
1: we were definitely pretty bummed out um, we were really excited with the success we had seen we had a lot of quality wins um, some of the losses that we had we thought we were playing very well and we're happy with how we played the game and not necessarily worried about the score. I think we were really excited to go into conference play that year. Um, But yeah, unfortunately we were shut down and a lot of the upperclassmen used that and that motivation to kind of carry over into 2021 and 22. I think reality kind of hit them that, you know, it it is going to come to an end and they have to take advantage of every moment that we do have And I don't know if we saw that to our fullest potential in 21, but um, they definitely took that into this season and were able to capitalize on everything that they've been working for, especially our upperclassmen, you know, the past four and five years, just really taking advantage of the moment and capitalizing on all the things we've been working on um, and seeing a lot of success doing it.
0: I mean, the success of this year is two years removed from the start of the pandemic, from the world getting shut down. We all spent a lot of time at home, without a whole lot to do, what were those... I I can't help but imagine that those days were filled with what could have been, right?
1: Yes. We took a lot of time to just build um, team chemistry. Obviously, we couldn't be together. Even when we got back, we couldn't be all together. So we just utilized that to learn about ourselves and each other off the field and just learn how to better connect on the field it took a lot of conversations and, um, you know, I won't say it was an overnight switch to kind of get over it, but um, everyone in the country was going through the same thing. So we played the hand we were dealt and um, yeah, it took us a little bit to understand that we couldn't go back to 2020. We weren't that same team anymore and we didn't see a lot of success in 21. So it was just turning it around and figuring out what didn't work for us and what did work for us and this season.
0: So that has to make 2022, the year you had, again, a 10-9 and finish, the best season in program history. That has to make this feel extra special, right?
1: Yes. This year was, I can't describe it in words, but it was awesome.
0: Okay. So was there a moment, was there a moment that you look back on that this season encapsulates this season, encapsulates 2022 Gardner-Webb women's lacrosse?
1: Beating Campbell, I would definitely say, is up there. But the moment that I think we realized we can do this was at the Stetson game. Um, I think, you know, we went into that game knowing that it could go either way. It was a a team that was very good. Um, You know, we had seen them play other teams in our conference and just kind of sizing them up to what our strengths were. Um, We have typically had not our best performances in the third quarter. We ended up winning the third quarter which was what won us that game. And I think that was the moment that we realized we have arrived to what we've been working on, um, and we weren't going to go back and not allow some of the things that we've done wrong um, affect us and move into the next game with all the positives. And I think that that really carried over into all of our conference
0: play. So, Campbell, that was in the Big South Conference quarterfinals. You won on the road, 15-14 final. You scored with 17 seconds left to take the lead, and then you, you won on a, I guess for lack of a better phrase, a walk-off save by your goalie? Correct. So, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I, I don't know that, I've watched some intense women's lacrosse games over the years. I don't know that um, a lot of casual fans are as familiar with how intense the end of games can be. Um, just, it's minuscule the difference between winning and losing and how quick the ball is moving. So 14-14, you score with 17 seconds left. What were you thinking?
1: Don't let them score. <laughs> um <laughs> it was it was really exciting uh, Jada Preston scored the goal and she's definitely somebody who deserves that recognition she has been working hard for four years um, off of like a beautiful assist from Lauren Deaver who I think is one of the most underrated players on our team so just to kind of see them who have been working back behind cage together for so long be able to capitalize in that moment was awesome um, you know we were hoping to win the draw control and just burn out the final couple of seconds but unfortunately we didn't Um, Campbell called a timeout and we just kind of made sure that we were set with what we wanted. Um, defensively, we knew we didn't want to foul. We did, um, a little call that could go either way. Um, Hmm. but we had nothing but confidence in our goalie and she obviously rose to the occasion.
0: So what kind of shot was it? How, how close was the Campbell shot at the buzzer? How close was that to going in?
1: It wasn't going in. Danielle Burke was all over that one. There you
0: go. (laughs) Um, And that happened as time expired, the shot? Correct. Wow.
1: There was 0.2 seconds left on the clock. So the rule on lacrosse is it has to be released from their stick. Um, So I don't know many people who can release the ball in 0.2 seconds, but they counted the shot, counted the save, and that was the end of the game.
0: Hmm. So you win 15-14. Celebration? What was it like?
1: Big celebration. Gatorade um, bath? What? <laughs> none none of that. Um, but just as she deserved, you know, everybody ran out to Danielle. Um, you could just see, like, the joy in everybody's face. It was a moment that I think that they'll remember for a long time. Um, it definitely was, as a program, the biggest win we've ever had. And just to know preseason, nobody thought we would be in that situation except for us. Um was just really cool for them to experience. And I'm really happy that, you know, that game could have gone any either way. Campbell is a very good team. Um, so I'm just very happy that on that day it went our way.
0: Seems like the team came a long way from the 22 to three shellacking for lack of a better phrase at the hands of Duke to start the year.
1: Yes. Thank you for that one, (laughs) Philip.
0: Listen, we know the brand name of Duke. They were top 10 team in the country. I I don't know that anyone expects you to win that game, but, um, at the beginning of the year it it didn't seem itself felt, it felt a bit off kilter did, did you feel that way as a coach and after the Duke game how did you bring everybody together
1: I did not feel that way I think we played pretty good against Duke okay. um, they were at the time I think sixth or seventh in the country um, you know they're fast and tall they have the best draw control girl in the country so it was something we kind of knew we went into that game you know obviously hoping for the best but we had Specific goals that we wanted to kind of see and hit, um, and I think that we did. But I think that playing in a game like that really just sets up the momentum for the season. And um, you know, they never gave up. It's pretty easy to give up in a 22 to three loss, um, but they never did till the final whistle. They were working hard, and um, we got everyone into some playing time. So um, a lot of experience for girls who maybe didn't normally see the field a lot, uh, and a good a good game to start with our starters to kind of get back on the same page.
0: So you felt better than maybe on the outside looking in the scoreline made it, made it seem.
1: Absolutely.
0: And as you go across, along the course of the season, at what point did you know that, and maybe it was in the preseason, maybe it was before the Duke game, at what point did you know that this was the year we're going to break through and make noise? This was the year that Gardner-Webb lacrosse is going to have a, a good year and the, and the program's arrived.
1: I think back to that Stetson game. Um, Typically we have gone into close games and haven't always been on the winning side of it. And I think it just took us until this year to learn how to win. And I think that that really kind of shifted a lot for us of, you know, we're in a, in a tight game and we can hold on till the end. And it was a, a full team win. Um, you know, they had a very good scouting report took away a lot of like our main contributors and, um, you know, shut down our offense. So it was just adjusting. I think our defense did a really good job of, you know, recognizing their plays and making them do the same thing. Um, but it was just a really good team win. we saw a lot of people who typically aren't our headliners score a lot of goals in that game, our defense played great, our goalie played great. So I think that that was the game that we realized we can do it. Um, and then, you know, shortly after we played Winthrop and that was a big win for us just because it was a hurdle that we had never conquered before. Um, so just the ability to go into a conference game and, and beat a team we've never beaten was, I think, something that they took to heart and realized, you know, w- why not us? Mm.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit about you and your playing career first before we go a little bit further talking about the game of lacrosse, because there's, there's a couple of things about uh, women's lacrosse and some of the changes that have been made over the last few years I think to make it more of a fan-friendly exciting game that I'd like to get into but I want us to talk about your four years down the road in Gaffney South Carolina at Limestone College you were a starter on a team that in four seasons lost all of eight games is this correct correct how many wins did you have um that's eight games that's... across all four seasons
1: Yeah, two each year. Um, I do not know the total of wins, but...
0: Two-time national runner-up. Yes. What's it like playing in a national championship game?
1: It was awesome. Um,
0: The pressure, what's that like? I
1: I don't think it would be any different. Uh, My sophomore year, the first year we had made it, um, I think we were all just really excited to be there. Um, I don't know if we played our best game. I think it was more of just this is awesome. We're in the national championship. Um, we played a very good Adelphi team at Adelphi and then my senior year, I think we believed in ourselves a lot more. So going back, um, definitely some nerves. It was a different format back then when I played. So we played back to back days, definitely hard to get up in the morning. Um, you know, after a crazy semifinal win to go into the finals, but I wouldn't say you're any more nervous than you would be any other game, but it was the atmosphere is obviously a lot different, a lot more fans.
0: No butterflies when you line up for introductions and the anthem plays?
1: No more than usual. Really? Not for me. Um, I'm sure there are people, and knowing what I know now from the coaching perspective, I'm sure I would be a lot more nervous than what my coach showed. Um, But, again, you know, if you're going out nervous, you're not going to be able to play your best, so you've just got to believe in what you've been doing all year.
0: I've had coaches tell me, Uh, those who have won championships, conference, regional, have played in big tournament games in different sports, that fans are more nervous than coaches and players are because fans have no control. They can't control the outcome. Coach and player, you show up, you do your job. Is that true? I mean, you've played in national championship games.
1: Yeah. um, I mean, I was definitely nervous, but I wouldn't say any more nervous than I was the day before. But, um, I mean, I can't say that for coaching. I think... I am more nervous as a coach than I ever was as a player because, I mean, we do show up, we do our jobs, but at that point in the game, it's kind of out of our hands and it's up to the players to execute. Um, Uh, You don't always know what you're going to get. We had a lot of faith and belief in our team this year, but one bad call, one thing that doesn't go your way can kind of make a downfall. A couple plays go bad, but I definitely – can see that from a fan's perspective. Um, My dad was obviously in attendance to my national championships and he was much nervouser than I was.
0: Hmm. So the 2011 team was the first of the two teams that you played on at Limestone to reach the national championship game. And that team has since been inducted into the Limestone College Hall of Fame. Correct. You're a Hall of Famer.
1: My team is, yeah.
0: But you went to the ceremony.
1: I, I did, yes.
0: So you were inducted.
1: Yes, it was um, very cool.
0: That's a feeling that I'll never experience, being inducted into any Hall of Fame. What's it like to be a Hall of Famer of any kind?
1: It's fun. I mean, I definitely think that whole team is deserving and our coaching staff. We worked really hard that year. Um, you know, I, I chose limestone because I wanted to win a national championship and I would not change a thing. Um you know, obviously I wish we did win one, but I had the same head coach my four years there and he's still there now, but just the, the work that he puts in behind the scenes that goes unnoticed, and the players and, and what we did starting in, you know, August when we showed up to campus till May, when we played in that game, um, it was definitely special and it, it's a special team to be a part of. And, um, it was really cool to get inducted. Um, it had been postponed because of COVID, so you know, we had known for a while that we were going in, but it was really nice to see a lot of my old teammates and coaches and get back together with everybody um, and just celebrate our ourselves.
0: So if I go down to Limestone College, is your picture on the wall at the Hall of Fame? How does it, how does it work? <laughs> I don't know is if the they have a Hall of Fame wall. On the um, wall? Is it a wall of fame? What is it? A ring of yeah, honor? We,
1: we have a big team picture. It says 2011, you know, Women's Lacrosse Hall of Fame class of 2019 2020 whatever it was um but yeah i'm sure you can find my picture playing lacrosse if you showed up to the saints field house
0: i don't have intentions of driving down <laughs> to do that but uh so you've won a lot you're used to winning at a high level you're used to winning a lot of games you come to well first off you've stayed in this area correct me if i have my timeline wrong since you played your college lacrosse at limestone you're originally from rochester new york um You've come down here to North Carolina, South Carolina, and you've stayed in this general area, correct?
1: I worked at a school in Virginia for two years okay. prior to being an assistant here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this general, general area.
0: Okay. Um, the attachment that you feel to this general area is is what?
1: I love this area. Um, it's definitely a lot different than upstate New York, especially February. Canada? Yeah. Um, a bit warmer, but... Um, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of people from the upstate area in the Charlotte area. So you do get kind of a feeling of home, um, but not the snowy winters.
0: You come to a program that is relatively new. Come in as an assistant. Again, a program that had not won a lot. And now you have taken it to a position where it is a factor. That's what you've done in your four years here. Um but you come as an assistant for 2 years and with that winning mentality that winning attitude again coming from one of the best programs in the entire country at any level limestone what was that initially like for you again a brand new program essentially
1: yeah my first season um we didn't win any games so that was a hard pill to swallow um but you could see you know some of those younger girls wanting to change the culture of the program and those girls were seniors in 2020. So, um, you know, they were definitely on the right path and unfortunately their senior years did get cut short, but, um, it's definitely a a process that requires a lot of patience and not thinking you're going to wake up the next day and totally have changed everything. So I like to think I'm a typically patient person. Um, you know, I have my moments, but I can see, you know, the progress that we've made and there's nothing that, can speed that up so I'm very happy with you know I'm glad it didn't take too long you know four years is a long time but um there was COVID in between there yeah that,
0: that definitely had to derail it a bit I would oh, think it, yes <laughs> a little bit a lot of bit what yes.
1: but... <laughs> if I could pick one season to never relive it would definitely be the 2021 year yeah. um
0: I think we would all in any sport anywhere yes broadcast folks too would agree yes. with that
1: but yeah I, I definitely think You know, it required a lot of patience, and um, I'm just really happy for the players and all of their hard work and what they've done, you know, outside of what we typically see and just what they've put in to, to put us in this position.
0: How many players do you have in your roster?
1: This year we had 29.
0: 29. You're only losing five. Correct. So you're returning the vast, vast majority of your team. You're returning a lot of starters, a lot of key contributors. Um, I guess you like your chances going into next year.
1: Yeah, we're really excited. Um, I think a lot of our senior class was on the fence about their COVID waivers. And, you know, midway through conference play, you could kind of see the shift. And I think we caught them at the right moment and revisited that conversation of, you want your fifth year or not? And um, we got them. (laughs) Uh, So it definitely, they've been such a huge, huge part of this. Uh, We are losing, you know, our fifth years who – Cannot return. Um, they were a very, very, very big part of our success, and it'll definitely be a, a different program without some of them. um But we are definitely very excited to see what we can do in twenty twenty three.
0: Women's lacrosse. A couple of years ago, the shot clock was put in into play. Um, there were rules, I guess, to make it less like I've heard coaches describe it as it used to freeze, be freeze tag. tag. It was <laughs> stop and start exactly. <laughs> yeah. If you watch a game. It was honestly, as a fan, kind of kind of tough to watch the sport. It was stop and start, stop and start. Uh, the rule changes that have been put in over the last few years and the growth of the game. How do you feel about it?
1: I love them. I wish we could play with them, or I could have played with them. Um, I definitely think it speeds the game up, so it requires a different element of you know what you're looking for recruiting um, as far as like personnel and playing. You know, back in when I was playing, you could get away with not subbing as much. I don't think that you have that luxury anymore unless you have, you know, just absolute freak athletes that can maintain that kind of intensity and endurance, um, you know, especially in the midfield position. But I I definitely enjoy what they've done. They've made it faster. They've definitely made it more viewer friendly, Um, not to put them on, on the spot, but my dad's followed along and I don't think he can tell you what's going on, but I definitely think he can tell you it's a little bit easier to watch.
0: I've broadcasted games, and I'm not going to lie. I still don't know all of the referee signals. There are a lot.
1: And they continue to change.
0: Every year. Every year. <laughs> um, the, I think the average sports fan, because the, there is such a difference in the rules, the, the lines, the size of the field, um, the location of the goal, all these things between the men's and the women's game. What's the biggest misconception? that the average sports fan has about women's lacrosse that is not true in your eyes? Because because I can say as someone who has broadcasted the sport, who has seen the sport, I mean, I've seen a lot of close finishes like the Campbell game you spoke about earlier, and I've seen the excitement and I've seen the speed of the game. What do you think the biggest misconception about the sport is?
1: That it's not physical. Um, the women's yeah. game, you know, we can't hit like the men's, but it definitely does not lack a physical side of play Um, you know you check our girls out in May and all up and down their arms you'll find big bruises Um, it's definitely a lot more physical than I think a lot of people give it credit for you know I think the big argument is men are stronger faster and more exciting in sports than women but if you watch the women's game it requires so much more athleticism and um, you know it's not just strength you have to have some finesse but it's definitely a lot more physical than somebody who doesn't know the difference between the two rules will tell you.
0: So how does Jesse Agulia spend the rest of this summer before you go into year five?
1: We leave to go recruiting soon. Um, So looking for some 2024s, excited for that. Um, But yeah, we typically spend a lot of our summer just out recruiting.
0: Maryland, New Jersey, Long Island. Rochester. Rochester. Canada, as I call it.
1: Yeah, um, we'll typically recruit <laughs> probably a lot out of like Philadelphia area and the Maryland area. That's where a lot of the big tournaments are. Mm-hmm. Our coaches association does a really good job of bringing all of the players to us so we don't have to go all around the country, which is a luxury I think not every sport can say. Um, but, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. Leaf Flownlacker Olsen, who's been with me for the last three seasons, is from the Maryland area, and I'm obviously from the upseat New York area, which are two pretty big hotbeds. So I think we have um, – an advantage in that. We just know know a lot of people in the areas of kids that we want to get. And if you look at our roster, you can kind of see that that reflects that way. Mm-hmm. And lucky for me, my brother lives in Toronto, so we can actually go to real Canada.
0: Rochester is Canada. Over the border. Yes. Top skipping For jump. you
1: downstaters. Yes.
0: Jessie Agulia completed year number four as the head coach of the Gardner-Webb women's lacrosse program. And again, the winningest coach in program history, a 10 and 9 record this season, uh, which was the best season in program history. Jesse, enjoy the summer. Thank you for the time and all the best of luck in year number five. Thanks, Philip. That does it for episode number two of Dog Tracks. Remember, you can track all things running Bulldogs on the official website of Gardner Webb University Athletics, gwusports.com. And follow the athletic department on social media across the various platforms at GWU Sports and use the hashtag Running Bulldogs. Until next time, I'm Phil Constantino. Let's go, Dogs.